friends forever, that's what we are. Through the thick and the thin, where friendship stars. We're banger main buddies from the days of old. We laugh, crying, hug, friendship solid as gold. My soul could whatever started a year ago. We share our stories and your stories were told. 80s, 90s memories that give us glee. And on the block party shows, NKOTV. Now our friendship circle has grown by far. Hashtag friends forever, that's what we all are. Boom. And if you don't know, now you know. My soul called whatever for life. Hashtag MSCW. Hashtag friends forever. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Should we intro? Let's intro. This is Brooke. And this is Nikki. And this is my so called whatever. Hello. Hi there. How are you? Welcome. Welcome to our show. We are very happy to have you. We are. And uh, this is your first time listening. Welcome. You've got mail. <laughs> um, My so-called whatever. We're man. very happy to have you. We are. We are a, as you know, podcast. Yeah. Today, this week is 80s and 90s episode. Yep. Next week will be Block Party, which is Duke is on the Block. Right. We flip-flop. Back and Back forth. And forth. Sometimes we go out of sync, out of order. Sometimes we do. But for the most part. But you can usually generally read the episode and know if it's going to be a block party or if it's going to be an 80s or 90s. Because we say it's a block party. Right. Right. So. So, yeah. Yeah. So also, this week's episode is brought to you by... Amanda! Amanda, thank you so much for being one of our $25 Patreon peeps. We really, we really, really appreciate, appreciate it. it. And um, we appreciate all our Patreon peeps. All of you help us do what we do. And if you want to become a Patreon peep and help us do what we do, you can head on over to patreon.com slash my so-called whatever, one word, and uh, you can do it up. But we totally understand if you can't do stuff like that. We appreciate you listening. We are a free podcast. Yeah. And we appreciate you no matter what. Right. And if you are so inclined, we would love it if you went over to iTunes and left us a five-star rating and yes. review. If you think we deserve it, go on over and do if that. If you think we don't deserve it, you can do it still if you, you want can. to. <laughs> you can still give us a five-star rating. <laughs> And it's not because to help us pat us on the back no, or anything no, no. like that. No, it's just like the algorithm. Right. Like iTunes thing. It and helps it just us helps get seen, get seen and, and gets more listeners and more people in the community. And I think it's good for everyone. More stories. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely need more stories. Speaking of. We always need stories. So send us your stories. 80s, 90s or new quits on the block. Yeah. My so-called whatever at gmail.com. Any boy band story. Yeah. We'll take. We've. Yeah. Any other like boys, pop star. Five. Are you a fan of soap operas? Yeah. Hey. Did you watch soaps in the 80s and 90s? Did you go to Super Soap Weekend? Victor's got a gun. (laughs) Logan said that once. My nephew. (laughs) My sister went to pick him up. This was like back in the early 90s. And my nan used to watch um, Guiding Light. Or wait, Young and the Restless. She watched both of those. Yeah. Whoever Victor and Nikki were. And I think they were Young and the Restless. Um, He was like, today, mom... Victor had a gun. <laughs> he was like really young, like three or four. Oh, that is funny. So shout out to my nephew, Logan. Logan. Hey, hey. Um, I still have a cough, like a little bit of a cough. And I, when I'm laughing, you can hear it a little bit. So just. And I am. I'm feeling better, though. Straight up sick. Oh, man. I mean. Straight up now, tell me. I probably should have told you that before you came over. <laughs> I'm just entering into it. I've got like the phlegmy throat. Oh, I'm just getting out of it. So uh, hopefully I my immune system, because I've had it, is like, is like on point. Oh, I, I think it will be. I'm only going to be here for like an hour and a half anyway. So yeah, We're, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be good. Yep. So how was your Christmas? It was very nice. Good. It was, um, Christmas Eve was really busy because that's what Christmas Eve is for my family. Yep. Busy, busy. We hosted at our house. So Mm -hmm. it was like. I've come to Christmas Eve at your house. So, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of work, but it's fun. And then Christmas Day, we chilled. 
until like three. Went to my mom and my dad's. Then we went to the movies. Fun. It was so fun. It was like the perfect Christmas day. It was really relaxing. How was your Christmas? It was very same. Same. We uh, Christmas Eve, we spend it with Kevin's family. Yeah. So that was fun. Oh, I think I saw a video and then I saw the selfie. Oh, yeah. Brenda and I were playing with Snapchat, <laughs> but they were having those snowballs. Uh, yes, I saw the snowball fight. Just say I'm taking a video. Right. And so I can adjust myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if someone takes. Yeah. So I'm not like. Like I was <laughs> taking. So, like I would have like been more interactive with the camera. But right. But Brenda and I were playing with Snapchat. You were playing with Snapchat. So I got the snap. Oh, you did? Yeah. Did I send it to you? I think so. You must have. I didn't mean to. Or else it was on your story. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? No. Well, it's gone now. You wouldn't know. Well, that sucks. I didn't mean to, like, post it for everyone to see. (laughs) I don't know Snapchat. Yeah, two days ago. So, yeah, Christmas was good. I got a special surprise present from Kevin. Well, what is it? It, When he tore down the shed, he found this, like award and it was wooden and it said new kids on the block what yeah it was in the shed that is crazy that's weird and it How? wasn't and it wasn't mine and he's like didn't you buy it at some yard sale i was like no i i never would have bought that but like it's, an award like a plaque it was like a plaque with new kids on the block like somebody had had it made like they had had it made special for right somebody. right 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 that's hilarious so I got that for Christmas. It was funny. <laughs> and he also printed off because I'd gotten the 30th anniversary. He had bought it mm-hmm. and they sent like some kind of Christmas thing. So he printed that off. He's like, that's from New Kids on the Block right there. That came from an email. <laughs> they emailed so, personally. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. It was really neat. It was just like, it was a surprise. It was really cool. He was like, because I was like, Kevin. <laughs> He also bought me a, Sorry, I was telling him about the diffuser that I wanted. Yeah. And he bought one for me. Oh, that's cool. So I have one now. Nice. Brooklyn, let me trade. Huh? I was going to steal it from her, but she really wanted that. Oh, I think like a hairdryer diffuser. No, 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 no. Like, I don't know what they're called. Yeah. Yeah. I've never I, had I one. I know. She, like the essential oil yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. So I got one. Cool. It's very similar. It's not like completely the same, but yeah, it's very similar. But similar. Sim- same idea. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I thought you meant a hairdryer. No. And the whole time you're saying that, I'm thinking. Isn't it you... called a diffuser? But It might be. I have no but idea what it's know. called. Essential oil, whatever they're called. Yeah. I'm late to the game. But I'm late I to the essential thought that you meant game. a hairdryer. And I was like, oh, cool, cool. But then I'm thinking in my mind at the same time, but she uses that, that one that has oh, the yeah. brush that like my rotates. Wand. And loves it. So why would she want something different? I never will. So that was why I, I got confused for there for a second. <laughs> yeah, I use a special hair dryer. Yeah. It, like, rotates. And I tried it, and I don't know, and it doesn't work as well it's for me. It's almost like my Revo Styler that I loved. It's actually better than the Revo Styler because I don't yeah. need a hair dryer. Yeah. And the Revo Styler, I would have to, like, put the hair I remember dryer you had in the hair dryer on, like, a thing. And then I'd do, 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 do. Like, blow it out. Yep. You do a blowout. Yep. And, oh, we, as of, because we're recording this, we had actually already recorded an episode. We did. Last week. Yes. But we decided to take the week off. Right. Which we needed the week off. I needed the week off. Yeah. So I went to, that weekend was crazy, and I talked to Brooke, and I said, what do you think about just taking the weekend off? Because usually I edit... Right. On the weekend. And you were like, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, whatever. So we took the weekend off. And it doesn't bother me. And uh, it's been great. It was great. It was good just having like a little break. Yeah. I love doing this, but it was just good having a little break. Everybody needs a break. So we'll have that episode out for you next week. Right. Um, and that actually puts us ahead. So that way we'll have content ahead of time. So if something does come up, we'll, we'll we be more prepared. Will have it. Yeah. So... Um, what I was going to say was two weeks ago, we had our girls weekend. Yep. That's what I was talking about. We all, we did a, like, 
um, not Secret Santa, but we did a like white elephant, white elephant, yeah, like Yankee Swap, yeah, and that was fun. That was fun. And then we got a ton of stuff from Rod and Jenny. Oh my god, tons of Goya stuff. I've been eating that like crazy. Ugh, those wafers, those are good. Those are damn good. Those are so good. So so good. Did you see my my Instagram story? I think I I don't know if I did. Where I was like in love with the mango wafers. Yes, I did see that. <laughs> because mango is not my favorite. It's not my favorite but because to me sometimes mango smells like cat pee. Smells like cat pee. But these did not. Yeah. These tasted mighty fine. Um, we also have some news. Like we don't have some news. No, but, but there's new some kids on the block on. has some news. Breaking news. <laughs> Joey. Hello. It's on Broadway. It's on Broadway. I I knew that was gonna happen like sooner than later. I can't. I can't believe I'm going. By the way, by the way, I'm going. I can believe it. Well, I wasn't going to. I knew you were gonna go. I wasn't going to. You were not gonna go. I knew you were gonna. I wasn't gonna go. And this is what happened. However, Kevin heard about it. Yeah. From who? I don't know. You didn't tell him. No. And he said, so Joe's on Broadway or what's going on or. And I said, <laughs> I said, what's going on with this Joe McIntyre on Broadway thing? Waitress? What, what, waitress? What? Yeah. And so I said, yeah, yeah, he's, you know, and he's like, well, are you going? And I said, well, no, you know, because, you know, it's expensive. And I just didn't think that it was in the cards. Right. And I had already told. Our group, you know, our, our, our chat group, I said, I just don't think it's in the cards for me. And he's like, why wouldn't you do that without talking to me first? And so he said, you need to go. And I said, I can't go by myself. (laughs) And he said, I'll go with you. So he's going to go too. Yeah. He's not going. But not to the show. He's not going to the show. He's going to go hang out in New York. Hey, we're in New York. What? What's that? From Wayne's World. I don't remember. Hey, I'm in New York. I got a gun. Let's go to a Broadway show. (laughs) (laughs) I every single time. Every single time I think of New York. Say that, and then I remembered. I think of that whenever somebody comes in to work, and they're like, "We want to go to New York City for the weekend." (laughs) I think of. Wayne's World. Wayne and Garth. Hey, I'm in New York. I got a gun. Let's go to a Broadway show. That's what I think of, like, automatically. That's so funny. Always. So, um... Speaking of... I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're gonna fly down there and fly back in the same day. What time is the show? Two o'clock. Perfect! It's a matinee. That is perfect. So we're flying down at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. We're leaving Portland at 6.30 in the morning. And then we're coming back at 10. Perfect. That is great. It just works out just well. That is Because great. even when the show's over, I still have plenty of time to get to the airport. Exactly. So. Exactly. That's so perfect. Fun. Yeah. It'll be fun. And I'll get to see Kelly and Christine. Are you and- sitting by them? Yeah. Yep. Nice. I got a seat. I got a seat right next to him. Cool. So if anybody else goes, they're the other seat on the other side of me is empty. Sweet. If you would like to sit next to me, I would love for you to sit next to me. <laughs> I think I can't remember. I think it's the February 9th show. It's on a I think Saturday. That's what you had told me. Yeah. It was. So and that's at two o'clock. Cool. So, yeah. Speaking of New York. New Kids on the Block are going to be in. New York for Times Square for the uh, New Year's Eve. Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. That's a mouthful. Yes, it is. Mm, I don't know what time they're going to be on, but that Dick Clark's Rockin' Eve, I think, starts at like 8-ish. Yeah, I feel like I saw something about them being on at 9.38. Oh. I could have been dreaming. No, I think Jackie posted something about that. Yeah, she did. It was Jackie, something that she posted. And I didn't like read too much, but I saw it come up. So I was like, oh, no, 9.38. That seems early. That's what I thought. That seems kind of early. Because don't they like end it and then they come back on? Oh, yeah. Did we talk about that last year? (laughs) 
Yeah. I was like, what's happening? Where is Jenny McCarthy? What happened? Where did she go? Maybe they end it for like the news, like they the do. local news. They do. But they, but for us, it was just they started playing this like wilderness show. And yes, I was that's like, right. what the hell? That is right. It was a wilderness show. Oh my show. gosh. Oh my gosh. And you're like, where are they? Yes. That's so funny. So yeah. So I'm excited for that. That'll be really good. Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. I am very excited to see them. So so we asked for some special stories this week to read. New Year's stories. And you guys didn't disappoint. You delivered. You totally delivered. So we got some stories to dive into. Let's do it. So without further ado. Without further ado. Should we get into some stories? Let's do it. I'm excited. Okay. Me too. Do you want me to go first? Sure. Or, okay, perfect. I will. I, I would love to. All right. It would be my honor. Okay. This is Gabby's New Year's story. This is going to be a stretch for an 80s, 90s story as it took place New Year's Eve, 1999. Still 90s and... Still 90s and also, oh well, who cares? And also, we'll take 2000s stories. I don't... Yeah, I mean, honestly. Honestly. honestly we are... We'll take, we'll take the 60s and the 70s and... Yep. 2000s. This is all about nostalgia. I mean, yeah, we're an 80s, 90s podcast, but we lived in 2000s and we knew right. people that were lived in the 70s. Well, you did for less than a month. For less than a month. Um. All right. I'll continue. Okay. Gabby. Every, every year on New Year's Eve, the Las Vegas Strip is closed to cars and only open to pedestrians. I did not know that. The city throws a huge party on the Strip that ends with an amazing fireworks display. It's pretty chaotic, and you're basically elbow to elbow with complete strangers. In 1999, I was 19, living in Las Vegas. As was I, too. As was I. Where I still live. My friends and I decided to ring in the new year with with thousands of strangers on the strip. That was the plan, at least. (laughs) We were meeting at a friend's... I have a question. Wait, I was 20 in 99. Yes, you were. New yep. Year's Eve 99. New yeah. Year's Eve 99, I was 20. I just turned 20. Now, is this New Year's Eve 99 into 2000? I think so. Because were you concerned about Y2K? Were you afraid that all the lights were going to go out in Vegas? Yeah. At midnight. And yeah. that all of a sudden, it would be, everyone would be like off the grid and they'd start like, ah! like freaking out and like rummaging for food. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a kit ready? Um, did you have a bunker? <laughs> um, hey, I'm not going to knock those people because there might be someday I need to use that. bunker. Oh, heck no. Absolutely not. Yeah. <coughs> Doomsday me. preppers. Props <coughs> to you. Props to you. We were meeting at a friend's house to get gussied up and head to the strip. However, one of the girls got stuck at work. And by the time she showed up, the strip was closed to cars. So that meant we would not be able to drive ourselves. We couldn't think of a way to get there that wouldn't cost us an arm and a leg, so now we had to come up with a new plan for New Year's Eve. Luckily, my friend's brother was having a New Year's Eve party, and since we were already at his house, we decided to crash it. Hey! Well, that's very convenient. It was your typical party, underage drinking, dancing, and whatnot. At some point in the night, I ended up sitting... I remember those parties. Yes. (laughs) Sorry to interrupt. Those were fun parties. We were just talking about our friend Tim's house. Tim. Tim that worked with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those parties. He threw some parties, man. I'll tell you what. Any party that ends up with me on the couch petting a tarantula. (laughs) That was a good time. (laughs) I mean, really. In what other universe would I ever hold and coddle a tarantula? It's a fucking spider. (laughs) No. Any any party that ended up with me dancing to good girls, bad guys, whatever that song was. <laughs> I loved that song. You did love that song. A lot song. of good girls like bad guys. Knowing that bad guys tell bad lies. <laughs> um, at some point in the night, I ended up sitting outside talking with a guy who was a friend of my friend's brother. We sat out there for hours just talking. We didn't realize how much time had passed until someone came to get us because it was almost midnight. Kiss as we waited, I love that song. As we waited, he asked if he could kiss me at the stroke of midnight. Of course I said yes. That kiss led to, aside from more kissing, our first date, falling in love, and eventually marriage. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love Thank that. Thank God for your friend who was uh, late to work. 
That is so cool. I just I have goosebumps. Look, look, look. Nikki has goosebumps. I'm serious. Like this story. Oh my gosh. I always say that we were meant to meet that night. Had everything gone as planned, I would not have been at that party and we never would have met. It was that last minute change in plans that changed both of our lives. 1999 was by far my most memorable New Year's Eve. From Gabby Rocky. And she wrote pronounced Pronounced Rocky. Rocky. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. Because I would have pronounced it wrong. I love that she knows our like. La- like how we like to pronounce things correctly. She, yes, she knows. She, she knows us. She gets us. Because I would have been like Gabby Rocky, Rock, 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 Rocky, Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's the equivalent of a rolling R with K's? It's Rocky. And it's we definitely know, Rocky. Well, I'm assuming that that's the night she met Mr. Rocky. Oh, Mr. So Rocky. Nice. I mean, unless she kept her maiden name. Hey. Very cool. That's very, awesome. Very cool. Thank you so much for sending that story. Thank you, Gabby, for sending that story. We really appreciate it. And we appreciate you. Our next story is from Diana. And funny story that I've already told. But um, Diana, I thought was Diana Roth, not to be confused with Diana Ross. But she's actually another Diana. And she was at the Joe show. And somebody, I think it was Mandy, had told me she was Diana Roth. And so I walked up to her and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're Diana Roth, not to be confused with Diana Ross. Did she ever, did she correct you? No. Oh. (laughs) God bless her. So it wasn't until you met the real Diana Roth? No. It was like, finally, I put two and two together because I saw her posting and I was like, wait a second, she's not Diana Roth. (laughs) You're like, oh, man. Yes. (laughs) Womp, womp. So this is that Diana. This is um, her story. Hi, Nikki and Brooke and everyone from my so-called whatever. Here's my New Year's Eve story. More like my traditions or what my boyfriend calls my superstitions. I love it already. Already. I love it. In my family, it's customary to do the following. All for good luck and fortune. Some of them are Asian customs and others were we inherited from other people in order to gain as much good luck and fortune in the new year. Okay. You ready for these traditions? Ready. Number one. You must wear polka dots. The more polka dots, the better. Must have at least one item of polka dots represented. Um, Oh, polka dots represent wealth. Coins. My aunt would say stripes for dollar bills. Coins are too small. So her aunt must must have wore stripes because those were dollar bills. And the dots represent wealth because they're coins. Oh. Your aunt, her aunt wore stripes for dollar bills because coins are too small for her. Got it. Got it. Two, have coins or in my aunt's case, bills in your pocket (laughs) or pinned on you for more wealth. I like your aunt. That's so funny. I like your aunt. (coughs) Um, Number three, hang grapes around the house and in particular hung from doors and windows. Why? More wealth. At least one door or window of each room in the house. If you are even more superstitious, 12 grapes for each month of the year. Wow. Are we talking real grapes or like the fake grapes in the fruit basket? I think that she's talking about real grapes. Interesting. Number four, have a fruit basket. 12. Must be round. Why? Wealth. Never go hungry. 12 different fruits. Can't be 12 oranges. Well, it can, but for more luck, 12 different fruits and one grape counts as one. Hey. Number five. At midnight, go outside and walk around a suitcase so that your wishes to travel come true. I love these. I love these. That's fun. Number six. Make sure we write our goals and resolutions for the following year and hang it on the fridge. I kept this tradition for a long time, but haven't done it in the past eight years. I may just revamp it again, thanks to all this memory sharing. I can't wait for you to tell us and tell us if they come true. I feel like it'd be more likely to come true because it's kind of like you keep it in the forefront of your mind. Yeah. You're in your fridge every day. That's true. I might just do that myself. Number uh, Okay. Growing up, we tried our best to stay up and watch Dick Clark's New Year's Eve special. We loved Dick Clark. But when other channels started having their own show, we would always revert back to Dick Clark. Same. Yep. Same Z's. We'd gather in front of the TV, watch performances and the apple drop at midnight. We'd hug and drink sparkling apple cider and then we'd go to sleep. 
Thanks for reading my story. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Love, die in L.A. Oh, I like that. That was cool. I love that. I love the traditions. I like the suitcase at midnight outside and you walk around it. I love it. That'd be a cold walk here in Maine. That would be a cold walk. That was so cool. Thank Thank you you. so much for sharing. That was awesome. I love these things like learning other other people's traditions and things that they do. It's really neat. I really like it. All right. We have Jerusha's. Jerusha's New Year's memories. I love Jerusha. I love Jerusha too. She's always ready to, you know, chime in. Yes. With a a good story when we need it. This is going to be a good one. I, I have a feeling. Hi, Brooke and Nikki. While most of the New Year's Eves in my memory have been fairly boring, I had one that was fairly epic. It was New Year's Eve 1999, and I decided to party like it was 1999. For those of us old enough to remember, there was major panic about Y2K. Computers were going to crash. The world was going to stop functioning. Panic in the streets. I welcomed in Y2K in a swamp in Florida. I figured if the world was going to go to hell, I wanted to be in the middle of nowhere to greet it. Starting in the mid-90s, my my musical allegiances changed from pop music to grunge and alternative and hippie music. I started attending fish shows. Uh Uh-oh, Jerusha. How do you feel about that, Uh Nicole? I still love Jerusha, but I'm not a fan of fish. When they came to Northern Maine, as my boyfriend at the time was into them, I really got into the scene around 96, 97. When I went to the old Loring Air Force Base several times... Nope. I went to the old Loring Air Force Base several times to camp for the weekend and go to the shows. I even drove out to the Lakes region of New York to see them at Oswego. I remember getting stuck in traffic. I remember getting stuck in traffic. A lot of traffic. Yes. Well, were, you, were we together? No. I remember getting stuck in traffic moving to Florida. After the fish show? Yep. And everyone else was leaving. And I was leaving to move. And I had my car with no air conditioning full of stuff. And it was like 100 degrees out. And it was like the toll booths coming out of Maine mm-hmm. were backed up so bad. Yep. It was so hot and miserable. I just remember getting stuck. Um, we we entered. It was yeah. It was Jen and I. And we got onto the interstate. And then all of a sudden stopped. Like right. Right. The overpass there. Um, no, 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 no. We, we were we needed to go somewhere. And we ended up finally getting off of the Hamden. Yeah. Because we could, it was just too much. It was going to take, it was going to take us like a day to get there. Oh yeah. So we, we got off and went back home. The highway was, I don't even remember where we were going. And the air smelled the patchouli. (laughs) But I mean, you know what? To each their own. If you have fun. Great. Yep. Um, All right. In my last year of college, a friend invited me to come down to the fish show in Florida at Big Cypress. Fish was known for huge New Year's shows, so it was one I didn't want to miss. Her boyfriend's uncle, or some relation, worked for the production company putting on the show, and he offered us a job working the show. In exchange for working two shifts, we got free tickets and lodging for the show. That's actually pretty awesome. Hey, yeah. This included actual flush toilets and showers on the site, which is a huge step up from most of the fish festivals I'd been to. We just had to get ourselves down there. My friend lived in Massachusetts, so I took a bus from Bangor, I was home from college, to Boston on Christmas Day. We opened presents in the morning, and my dad took me to the bus station that afternoon. I can tell you, a bus on Christmas Day is a depressing place to be. We then left the next morning to drive to Florida. Maine to Florida is a haul. We had to rent a vehicle under the name of one of our parents and drive forever. It was my friend, her boyfriend, who I liked, and one of his friends, who was a nightmare. Uh-oh. We drove a full day the first day and stayed in a hotel. The second day we drove as far as Jacksonville and stayed with relatives of someone on the trip. We then arrived at Alligator Alley and took a long one lane highway to the middle of nowhere. There were actual alligator wranglers on staff for the show. We saw many on the side of the road and were warned to stay away. It's not easy to sleep at night knowing you are in gator territory. No, thanks. We worked two overnight shifts taking tickets. The first night I had the tour bus lane. I have to say it was the most fun I had ever had working. I got to talk to big groups of people, fill them in on the festival site and hear fantastic stories. The second night I was tired, didn't have nearly as much fun, but it was worth the work for the shows and amenities. 
On New Year's Eve, we somehow got champagne. All of us were underage. Uh-oh. And snuck it onto the concert grounds. Uh-oh. The band played literally all night until the sun came up. It was amazing. I was in a huge crowd of people who didn't care what was going on in the outside world. We were just grooving and enjoying the time we had there. When we headed home, the drive seemed twice as long. At the time we returned to New England, I only had a few days left before I had to go back to college. Luckily, the banks didn't crash, computers still worked, and the world was still turning. Nowadays, I'm often asleep before 11. <laughs> new Year's doesn't hold the same excitement it used to. I miss the thrill of going out and greeting a whole new year with new hopes and dreams. But I do enjoy having a warm bed and no hangover the next day. Hey. Here, here. What a great story, Jerusha. That really is an awesome story. Like, That's could, like an adventure. I could picture myself there. I could too. Like in the nice warm heat. Alligator Alley. Yes. With the alligator wranglers. Yes. I love the story. You're a great storyteller. I love all our storytellers. Everyone has a story. Everyone does have a story. Yes. Tell it to us. We, we'd love to hear it. My whatever at gmail.com. Yes. Um, where were you? I think we've talked about this before, but let's, let's talk about 1999? it 1999? Yes. I was at Michelle's house. She what? had a party. I was at her house and she had a party in her like basement. It was a finished basement. Oh. And I just remember... I don't remember much. Like, I... It was fun. There must be pictures somewhere. I had to work. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, the, like, the low person. So, I had to... I had to stay mm-hmm. to make sure the computers didn't crash. True. Or, I don't know what I would have done if they... But making sure, like, our servers didn't go down or whatever... And so I stayed and we were also moving. planes falling out of the sky. Yeah. Y2K. Gosh. Gosh. <laughs> so um, and we were also changed from Business Express Airlines to American. So we were actually like moving stuff from one place to the other. Right. Was that when you did the change? Yeah. So I helped like move stuff that night and stayed at the airport. Kind of uneventful. Kind of. But. But I stayed with my friends. Mine was uneventful, too. I don't remember. Like, I don't really remember. I just remember lots of DMX. <laughs> What's my name? Yeah. Isn't that one song? Probably. I don't know. And yeah, I mean, that's that's like what I remember. Lots of DMX. And that one guy. Ja Rule. Oh, yeah. Lots of Ja Rule. And like drinks, lots of beers. Yep, yep. Bud Light, Bud Light, lots of them, all over. Hey, maybe some Jaeger shots. Whoa, that was not my cup of tea. We were mostly all of us were underage. Uh oh. <laughs> Uh oh, spaghettio. Well, thank you, Jerusha, for sending that story. Thanks we really so much. appreciate it. I'm really excited to read this next one. Me too. I'm really, really excited. It is titled New Year's When We Tried to Walk to Boston to Meet New Kids. Now, this is from our friend Lori, who we met in New York City when we went to the Apollo show. We met her at Wahlburgers and she stayed and ate with us. Yes. And she's got some stories. I just know she's got like. She does have some stories. Yes. Yes. So here is one of them. And I will begin. Hi, Nikki and Brooke. My 1991-1992 New Year's story involves NKOTB. Sort of. In the beginning of 1991, I was in sixth grade, and there were not many blockheads left in my very small Catholic school in my very small town in upstate New York. My friend Patty was the only other person who was still a fan, and we became very close friends. Since I was an obsessed 12-year-old, I did as many school projects as I could about NKODB, and Patty and I passed notes all day folded into triangles or other cool note-passing origami shapes filled with fan fiction and silly NKOTB fantasies. I love it. Once, I wrote a biography of Donnie Wahlberg and used a bop poster as the cover. I love it. 
<laughs> it was a picture of him during his grungy gangsta face. <gasps> That's Dickie's favorite Donnie Wahlberg. I love you, Donnie Wahlberg. I hate, I love Donnie Wahlberg now, but this this right here. How you doing, Donnie Wahlberg? How Prime. you doing? Prime. <laughs> um, it was a picture of him during his grungy gangsta phase oh, with a hat on backwards. Remember how adults used to hate that? Yes, I do remember yep. that. And his nose ring was prominent. Oh, yeah. I wonder if he could still po- pop one in. Like into his nose. I don't know. Could you mine still do it on up. yours closed up? Yeah, mine's closed. I kind of want to get my nose pierced. Like in like really, really get a really, really. I tiny... would do it again. I would do it again. You want to? I, well, I can't because of work. They won't let me. Oh. That's a bummer. I Well, okay, so I could, but I'd have to put like a band-aid over it. <laughs> no. I'm no. good. I'm good. My teacher, who assigned the project, was fine with it, but a nun who was constantly nagging me pulled me aside in the hall and sternly asked if I really thought this was appropriate, threatened to call my parents and have my report removed from the display it was on. Having used the Our Story autobiography as my sole source, I explained that the whole report was about First Communions and family Christmases and that he was actually a highly appropriate role model for a good Catholic girl such as myself. Insert smart-ass 12-year-old girl smile here. She rolled her eyes and walked away determined to get me back later. Meanie. What a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) However... This report and another one of my art projects that said NKO to be on it and was hanging somewhere else caught the attention of two seventh graders, Mara and Becca, who were also the only blockheads they knew of. They stopped me and Patty in the hall and said, are you Lori C? We love your work. (laughs) I love this. And a fan club of two blockheads immediately became four. In fact, we named ourselves the Boston Four and got t-shirts made that said 100% Blockhead on them. Not for any show or event, just because. I freaking love it. I love that so much. They were proud. Hey. They didn't care. I would have been part of that group. You know I would have been. Yep. I would have said, give me the t-shirt. Yep. I'll wear it every day. Sign me up. Sign me up. I'm, I'm ready to go. Um... The fan fiction note passing, long hours on the phone, and dance party sleepovers define 1991. And we even had tickets to see Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch in Rochester, New York in January 1992. I have a bootleg tape of the show somewhere. It's another story I want to share with you. Yes! <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. Naturally, for New Year's Eve 1991, the Boston Four to have an official birthday, the Boston Four decided to have an official birthday party for Joey McIntyre. Because that's what you do. Because that's how you spend New Year's. And then you put your paper plate in your... In your window. In your window. You <laughs> proudly say, Joey Mac fan lives here. Happy birthday to the one and only Joe McIntyre. Happy birthday to my love. <laughs> Just in case he drives by. <laughs> he was Mara... Is it Mara? I think so, yeah. He was Mara's favorite. And we organized a proper celebration of him as we did on every new kid's birthday. We slept over at Patty's house and hung signs, balloons, streamers, and Mara baked a cake that said happy birthday, Joe, on it. I freaking love it. Patty's parents thought we were crazy. We watched Joe's performances and videos and reread our Joe fan fiction stories from the year and just celebrated and paid tribute to him all night long. I I freaking love this. I would have been all in on this. The next day, Mara, Patty, and I continued the party at my house on New Year's Day for some reason. My house was really crowded and boring, and so we went for a walk into town to get candy. On this walk, we got to to talking about how much we hated our boring town and wanted to just go to Boston and try to meet new kids to make 1991 the best year ever. We were full of optimism and probably running on 24 hours of zero sleep and a ton of sugar. We started talking about showing up at their houses, and I was saying how easy it was to get there because I had been to Boston a few times before to visit my aunt. I knew that in... A basic sense, we all had to, all we had to do was get on the New York State Thruway and head east. Mara and I started to seriously consider it. <laughs> we felt like it it was possible to walk slash hitchhike to Boston, even though it's normally a six hour drive. We estimated that it would take many days, but it would be well worth it. 
We imagine ourselves arriving on our favorite new kids' doorsteps, dirty and starving from walking for days. Our 12-year-old logic was that if we looked that pathetic, their families would just have to let us in the house. I'm embarrassed to say that this idea felt absolutely brilliant to me and Mara. Not to Patty, though. She told us we were crazy and that it would never work and is, of course, dangerous. We had no money, etc. She also possibly said something like, you guys... No new kid is going to marry you if you show up at their house with B.O. (laughs) Mara and I was still pretty confident and we reached and when we reached the road that went to the highway, the three of us had a standoff in which Mara and I tried to convince Patty to walk to Boston with us. But she turned back towards my parents' house. Mara and I were bummed, but we were so obsessed with our idea and confident that we could pull it off that we didn't even care if Patty told my mom or or what happened. We started down the road and the trip started out pretty well. One road led to another, and as we realized, and as we realized that we really didn't know our way, our confidence, our confidence continued to build, and we continued to make plans and come up with a little fantasy about how we would survive, and everyone would be amazed by us. Note that we had no money, and like a tiny bag of penny candy on us. <laughs> it's also January first in upstate New York. The ground is covered in snow, and we're just two twelve-year-old girls walking on the shoulder of country road country roads passing farms and houses that were few and far between as pickup trucks passed us no one stopped or questioned us and i'm guessing that's because we looked so darn confident we totally felt no fear and were determined to look like the most dedicated new fans ever new kids fans ever at one moment mara said shoot i don't have any blistex for my chap lips and i responded something about how great it would how And I responded something about how that's great because she would look even more in need of assistance when she gets to the McIntyre house. But Mara remained concerned about the state of her lips because she was anticipating kissing Joey McIntyre. (laughs) Then a little while later, she bent over and picked something up off the ground. It was a used tube of Blistex with no cap on it. I am not kidding. That girl wiped the dirt off the Blistex and used it. And we both (laughs) took that as a sign from God we were supposed to walk to Boston and that everything would turn out as amazing as we hoped. That was that's a pretty good sign. That is a pretty good sign. (laughs) Dirty, dirty Blistex. All I remember about how I felt that day was each time we solved. All I remember about how I felt that day was that each time we solved a new problem, our confidence grew and we were very excited that we all that all we had to do to finally meet new kids was to walk to Boston. Why didn't we think of this before? It's so simple. We were sad that our other two blockhead friends weren't with us, but also kept saying they're going to be so jealous when we finally meet new kids. And of course, reliving the Blistex miracle to stay motivated. (laughs) This is a riot. The sun was so funny. (laughs) The sun was setting as we were getting closer to the next town. There was a sign for a park, which we decided was the perfect place to seek shelter for the night. We looked for a pavilion to sleep under in case it snowed. We also found a pile of dirty, wet leaves and covered ourselves with them to sleep. Oh my gosh. By the time we were settled, it was completely dark. We were still warm enough in our coats, hats, and gloves and together under the leaves were somewhat sheltered by the pavilion and a picnic table. I'm sorry. Um, And together under the leaves were somewhat sheltered by the pavilion roof and a picnic table. Only a small shadow of doubt was crossing our minds about how cold it might get overnight. But for some dumb reason, we still had this weird confidence that we were going to make it. And we were so determined to meet new kids. We were not giving up. Plus, we figured that we had already walked about six miles, had shelter for the night, and it would be a horrible waste to turn back, even though we knew that our parents and Patty were probably starting to worry. I was like, I I was kind of like Lisa Simpson. I was kind of like Lisa Simpson. So I wouldn't be surprised if I happened to know how many miles it was from my house to Boston and was doing the math on how many days the walk would take. Today, I wonder if we had a plan to contact our parents and let them know where we were. My hunch is we wanted to wait until we were further away or like proved we survived at night as if that would convince any parent to let their kids keep walking over 350 miles to Boston to try to meet new kids. LOL. Then a car pulled into the parking lot and it startled us. It was our first time encountering anyone else on our journey and we both tensed up and laid absolutely still. The car circled the lot, shining its headlights on the surrounding 
shining its headlights on the surrounding areas. What were they doing? Why were they lingering? The car pulled into the parking spot facing where we were laying and the headlights were shining across our leaf covered legs. We didn't move. The car sat there running. Suddenly the passenger side door opened at and Patty got out. <laughs> as soon as we realized it was her and my mom, we got up. My mom, of course, was in shock that we were sleeping under leaves and that we had walked so far. <laughs> I am sure I protested, but somehow ended up in the car and back at my house. What's bizarre is that I don't remember my mom yelling or even getting punished for this, even though I had been missing for hours and wasn't even trying to come home. All I remember is that my friends were sent home and my family actually made fun of me more than yelled or punished. They couldn't believe I thought I could walk to Boston and was crazy enough to sleep under some leaves. <laughs> I fueled their teasing by insisting it was still a great idea. In hindsight, my punishment was to be teased by my parents and sisters for years for being so crazy and crazy about NKOTB. They still bring it up. <laughs> However, oh I also remember that I was so mad that my adventure was over that I refused to eat anything for the next day or so except for Joe's chocolate birthday cake. <laughs> and that was the first time I ever experienced constipation and learned that one cannot eat nothing but chocolate cake for days. My family also laughed at me for that. And what's and that's what being 12 was like for me. Loving NKOTB, having wild ideas, and then being made fun of when I tried to execute them. LOL. Sorry there's no pictures. The geniuses who decided to start their new year by walking to Boston to meet new kids did so without anything, including their cameras, which I'm sure we spun into something positive. Well, of course Donnie's mom will take a picture for us. But after we shower, of course... Oh my God, we'll have to use Donnie's shower. Squeal, shriek. <laughs> that's just that's just how we were back then. LOL. Happy New Year. Love, Lori. She says Twitter at the LC underscore 17 and Facebook, Lori Elizabeth. That is an awesome story. Oh my God. I freaking love that story so much. She reminds me a lot it. of me. Does she? When I was that age or... Probably a little younger because I never tried to walk to Boston, but like I, I used to like fantasize about like not running away from home, but like the adventure. Yeah. And like I'd go in the woods and get lost on purpose. See, I think we all did that because I did that too. I and went in the back of my house, which really wasn't woods at all, but I would go in the back of my house and try to get lost and yeah. find my way back. Like, I think I told the story about when I got lost in the woods in Aetna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's scary. And I ended up at somebody's house, but I wasn't scared. Like, it was fun. But it's scary to look at that. Well, it's scary to look at it yeah, now. Yeah. As an adult. But, like, back then, we had no fear. And, like, it's scary to think of these two girls sleeping under, under like, leaves. a table with dirty leaves. <laughs> In the dark. Oh, my gosh. Like, these two young girls. That's scary. Yes. But, like, no fear. We had no None. fear. None. Now we've instilled fear in our young our young ones. Have we, though? I have. Mine's too young to, to for me to know yet. We've talked a lot about, like, because of the internet. Right. So we've talked a lot about how there are bad people on the internet. The internet and what is those a scary bad place. people are looking for. Because you have to scary. have those talks because they're like, but why? But why can't I do this? And why Nobody can't had I those do that? Talks with us. No. No, they did not. No, they certainly did not. But uh <sighs> I've I've used those stories that we've encountered. Yeah. And if you want to hear more of those stories, you can go back to the internet. Why are we <laughs> why are we not dead? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, yeah, this was an amazing story. It and was like, awesome. Thank I you, could Lori. totally see it. Like I was getting lost it was like in a movie. It. Yes, it was playing like a movie in my mind. I was like looking at the chapstick and blistex. <laughs> yes, like I could taking see it. the dirt off of it and putting it on my lips. Yep, it was, it too was funny. a sign. It was a sign. They were meant to go yes. to Boston. Walk. I can't believe they walked six miles. I know, but it sound, but like. It's like you said, it sounds like something I would have done. I would have thought it, it absolutely was like, sounds like something I would have done. I would have been like, I interstate I-95 is right here. We just take I-95 all the way down. Right. I used right. to think about driving to Florida all the time. Like just like driving hop in the car and go hop in the car and drive down I-95 the whole way. Yep. It'll get you there. It will. It will take a little long, bit longer, but it will get you there. 
Yes, it will take a little bit longer. Um, all right. Thank I have you so much for sharing that story. Yes, we really thank you, Laura. You're awesome. You are awesome. I have Christina's New Year's Eve story. Yay. Hi, Brooke and Nikki. Here's a quick New Year's Eve story for you. I spent New Year's Eve 1999. That's a popular one. This yes. This episode with Def Leppard. Hey. Amidst all of the Y2K hysteria, I thought what better way to bring in the New Year than to Armageddon it with Def Leppard. I am a longtime Def Leppard fan, so when I found out that they would be in Chicago for New Year's Eve, I knew that I had to be there. A highlight of the night was when Def Leppard stopped the concert to do the New Year's countdown. The whole audience was counting down together, and then there was lots of pyro and confetti. Fine. It was... A- pyro and confetti sounds dangerous. <laughs> Actually, yes. It's that like does. burning embers everywhere. Yes. Um, it was a blast, and I'm glad that the world didn't end, but rocking with Def Leppard would have been a great way to go out. Downside of the night was that after the show, I didn't remember where I parked my car. All the sides of the arena looked the same, and apparently I went out a different door than the one I came in. I had to wait for a bunch of the cars to leave, or to clear out, before I figured out that I was on the wrong side and my car was around the corner from where I was looking. I've attached a pic, <coughs> excuse me, I've attached a pic of my concert ticket and the tour program. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Christina Meyer. Or Christina. Yay, Christina. Thank you so much. I see that ticket. How much was it? I was $60. That's not bad. That's a bargain. That's not bad at all. All State Arena. That ticket's in great shape. Yeah. I feel like she must have had it in an album or something. Yeah. So cool. Thank you so much for that story. That is awesome. We actually just got a story sent as we were closing up. Like, literally, we just got it like a minute ago. Yeah. And so... We hadn't left yet, so we decided we'll patch it in. So if you're listening to this, it's patched in. Yeah. To, so, yeah. Hey. So, so here's Brooke's one more story. From Regina. Regina. So cool. This is um, Regina's New Year's story. Hi, ladies. I hope all is well with both of you. Here is a short story for your New Year's Eve podcast. Yay. Thanks. I'll start with a short NKOTB related story. When I was probably about eight, our family decided to have a family New Year's Eve sleepover all the cousins, my mom and her two sisters and my uncle. I fondly remember all of us cousins in the den playing Duck Hunt. I love Duck Hunt. Yes. And Super Mario Brothers tournaments while the adults played poker. Well, when I was waiting for my next turn to play the Nintendo, I was being nosy in the den and found the first NKOTB album in a stack of cassettes. Of course, I was already a fan since Hanging Tough had already been released. And without the internet, I didn't even know that they had this first album. So I was super, super excited. Now, the house I was at was where my two boy cousins lived. And I remember thinking, why would boys have this cassette? (laughs) Come to find out, they randomly got it as a Christmas gift. On a little radio, I remember listening to the cassette and my cousin said that he would never listen to it. So he gave it to me. (gasps) Ever since that New Year's Eve, Popsicle is in my top five NKOTB songs. That's awesome. That's a neat memory to have. That is a neat memory. Okay, so as for other New Year's, growing up in Southern California, I have had the privilege to go to the Rose Parade a few times. Oh, wow. My dad bought us tickets one year to sit in the bleachers that are right where all the TV cameras are. The seats that you see now if you watch the parade. It was a really neat experience. (coughs) Sorry. It was a really neat experience. But the best Rose Parade was the year I camped out on Colorado Boulevard, the main street the parade takes. It's a big deal in Southern California to grab a spot and camp out on New Year's Eve. All of our local news channels spend a lot of time talking to people who are camping out. LOL. I was 16 and it was New Year's Eve 1996 going into 97. So I was in high school and had a little more freedom to roam around, which we did. I remember thinking, we're going to meet some boys out here. <laughs> I would be thinking the same thing. <laughs> I would think the same thing. That would be like the goal. Yes. I remember that we camped out near our Macy's and they let us use the restroom. So every time we used the restroom, we would walk by the Calvin Klein counter and use the CK one hand cream. (gasps) I remember we reeked of the stuff, but we thought we were so cool. LOL. I can still smell the scent now. Times were different back in the 90s and the police were a lot leaner on the rules. So at midnight, we had water balloon fights filled with shaving cream. We would throw tortillas or shoot silly string at passing cars. But the best moment was the countdown to midnight. Imagine being amongst hundreds of your closest friends counting down. Five, four, three, two, one. 
and just going crazy. Music, air horns, silly string, confetti bombs. It is by far my favorite midnight celebration. And of course, you don't sleep. It's a party all night long. I attached a silly cartoon that I posted on my Instagram last New Year's Eve. I'm sure many of our my so-called whatever friends can relate. Happy New Year and here's to an amazing 2019. And she did. She put like this little like cartoon thing and it's true. It is so true. New Year's Eve when you're a kid. It's like Coke and pizza. Yep. New Year's when you're pushing 30 or pushing 40. Or pushing 40. In our case. In bed asleep by 9.37. Yep. So funny. This was an awesome story. Thank you so much. I'm glad that we saw it before we wrapped up officially. Yes. So cool. So thank you so much. After this, we're going to officially wrap up. Yes. And here it is. Goodbye. So those are our New Year's stories. Thanks, guys. And we hope that you have an awesome New Year's Eve. Maybe you'll have a story that you can share with us. Maybe you're on your way to see New Kids on the Block perform. Hey, if you are going, we want that story. Yes. We want your story. Yes, we do. New Year's. Yes. Tonight. Yes. So. Kiss me at midnight. Dance until the morning light. (laughs) Party into the new year. All of my friends are here and though the time is right. Kiss Kiss me me at midnight. Five, four, three, two, one. So, cool. That's it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. everything. Yeah. Should we read our Patreon peeps? Yeah, we want to take a minute to acknowledge our amazing Patreon peeps. Every single one of them. Yes. And so we're going to read through our list of Patreon peeps because we love you guys and we appreciate all of you guys. Totally. Here. Here we go. Whoa. Amanda C. Amanda G. Amber D. Amy H. Amy S. Andrea S. Anna Maria F. Candace C. Carmen Z. Charlene B. Chrissy S. Christian S. Christina. Courtney G. Don H. Deepa P. Denise N. Diana R. Haley C. Heather B. Jackie B. Jennifer M. A. Jennifer B. Jennifer C. Jennifer J. Jennifer R. Jennifer M. Jerusha C. Jessica C. Jessica R. Jill J. Joy S. Kelly M. Kelly W. Kimberly K. Christian F. I'm sorry, Kristen H. Christine C. Lindsay M, Maria P, Marie E, Michelle M, Misty I, Nicole D, Sandy A, Sarah M, Sharon M, Stacy C, Stacy C D, Stephanie H, and Vanessa M. That's crazy. Wow. We have a lot of Patreon feeds. Thank you so much. You guys, you guys are amazing. You are awesome. And you help us do the podcast. We have big things planned for 2019. We hope that we'll be able to accomplish them. We hope so. We're going to put them on our board and we're going to put it out there in the universe and we're going to make it happen. We are. We're going to make it happen. Make it happen. Do, do, do. And do, I do. just want to say another thank you to Donnie Wahlberg for coming on our podcast. That was amazing. Because that's amazing. Totally. I can't believe it happened still. Donnie Wahlberg. You're a national treasure. treasure. National treasure. We love you. We love you. And Jenny. Jenny's awesome. I can't wait to watch them on Dick Clark. I know. I can't wait. I miss (sighs) Dick Clark. Me too. Me too. But it will be fun. It's Ryan Seacrest now, right? No. Carson Daly. No. No, it's Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest. And Jenny and crew. Yes. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. 
And we'll see you next week with a brand new episode. So thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Oh, also, we'll have some uh, bonin content bonin for on our Patreon. Patreon peeps. So make sure you check that out. That's all I have to say. Cool. Bye. Bye.